Hi everyone, happy Wednesday and welcome back to another thrilling episode of Cocktails and Contemplation with me, Steph, your host, obviously. Before we get into this week's episode, I actually have some really exciting news that I have like been anxiously waiting to share with everyone for a while. A lot has happened since I launched this podcast in January, but the most exciting thing is starting right here, right now, and I'm like so fucking amped to just get into it. Oh my God. Okay, here we go. Starting today, March 17th, is the very first day of my first ever sponsorship. Woo! I have joined forces with one of my very favorite tonic companies called Fitch and Leads. If you've listened to any of the episodes before, you probably know that I'm a pretty big fan of their mixers, that I've used them before in featured cocktails. Like I've talked about them, these tonics a bunch because they're truly, truly awesome. And now Fitch and Leads is offering all of the cocktails and contemplation listeners 25% off any of their products with my personalized promo code COCKTAILS25. You can order their pink tonic, grapefruit tonic, Indian tonic, which are all like beautiful premium mixers. And they're pretty new to Canada. So the best thing I could compare them to is probably like a fever tree tonic. They're in this small, beautiful bottle. They're so nice. They're so balanced. They're awesome. You can get those at fitchandleads.com. Also, if you have any questions, like just DM me on Instagram. It's cocktails and contemplation. That's N, not and, because we've been through this before. Um, and I'll literally answer any questions you have about the tonics about the mixers about how to get them about whatever you might have a question on also follow me on instagram because i post some really nice stuff about cocktails like i can't stress how excited i am about this because i actually really love this product and like if you know me you know that like i'm very passionate person and i pick up things and like i care a lot about them and like this is one of those things that i discovered and i loved immediately so to be able to work with them share something with you guys maybe get you a discount maybe get you free shipping if you're in the gta like that's so special to me and it's kind of beyond where i thought this podcast would be at this point and so yeah i don't know i'm just really excited anyway i'll stop boring you with all these crazy details and Upcoming in this episode, we are going to be featuring all three of their premium tonics in three special cocktails, but I'll get into that in a second when the episode comes in. That'll also give you a lot more details into what they are and why you might be interested in them. And basically, you can hear me and Gin Master Graham fangirl over them because they're so good. I'm not kidding. They're actually so good. Anyway, enough about this. And we'll all get into the episode now because I know you're all eagerly awaiting that. But remember to always drink and contemplate responsibly. Bye. Does anyone else need a cocktail? I am on the inside like, oh my god. That you are, you are just an A-plus host. <laughs> I tell people. It was something like mother of alcohol, breaker of hearts. <laughs> I only drink hard alcohol when I have time to contemplate my entire existence, you know? Okay. I'm going to do a quick introduction of you and what's going on this episode because it's a little bit different from usual. I'm Stephanie, the host, like always. And today I'm here with Graham Reed from Reed's Distillery in downtown Toronto. Do you want to give yourself a little introduction, Graham? Yeah, for sure. So uh, we're family owned distillery. So it's myself, my brother, my sister, and my dad. You know, um, we've been uh, not too, too old. We're about a year and a half now. So it's been a very adventurous year and a half, to put it lightly. You know, starting off, it was important to us to create something unique for the city. We wanted to make sure that it was gin and good gin. And then now we're, we're looking back and we just kind of go, wow, this has grown to what we never thought. I mean, certainly because things have changed, but, you know, we're, we're quite happy with, uh, with the support we've received, for sure. Well, a year and a half into it, you guys already have three 
different types of gin coming out of your distillery, which is a pretty incredible accomplishment, I would say. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those things that recipe development takes time and you don't fully take that in until you're halfway through recipe development when you go, wow, there's so many ways I can take this. So for us, it was really important to make sure that our first recipe and first product was balanced, something that would work for almost a range of different cocktails and it was approachable. And then with the other two, the citrus and the spice, we got to kind of play around and that was fun for us just to dive into our wants. Uh, you know, the need is a balanced gin and we, we did that. The want was a spice gin or a citrus gin. And we're, we're quite happy with that and, and we're continuing to, to recipe develop, but Right now, these are our three primary ones. So the original Reed's Gin, which is, if you know the, the distillery, it's the blue one. Is it a dry gin? Uh, you can play with different kind of technical terms. Um, and, and it would be effectively based on a London dry style. Um, there'd be certain components to it that um, would be unique and stand out amongst that, that style. Uh, we distill sweet fern, which is, it's a fern that's found in like northern Ontario and Northern Quebec. It's a bit of a unique botanical that would certainly push it towards a bit of a different uh, London dry style. But um, we, we wanted our primary gin to very much fit within that category. We wanted to make sure that if our tenders, if they're crafting a cocktail, they want to have that familiarity. They want to make sure that that is in the style they're looking for. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I love it. So like I said, we're doing something a little bit different for this episode. Usually I'll come in with something prepared that I make for myself, not so much the guests lately because of COVID and not being able to see them. This episode is obviously being recorded remotely. Graham is in Reed's Distillery. It's on the east side of Toronto and it's like a cool industrial looking building. I've been to some parties there. They're really sweet. And you guys even have like jazz nights and stuff when it's not COVID. So yeah, so this episode, uh, Graham has actually prepared three different types of gin and tonics for us to try with the citrus gin, the spice gin, and the original gin, which we were just talking about. And then we're also using my brand new partnership tonics from Fitch and Leeds. So we have a grapefruit tonic, a rose tonic, which is called the pink tonic, and a more classic style Indian tonic. So do you want to take us away with the first one? How would you like to start this off? Yeah, no, I, I, I would love to do that, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. um, Perfect. It's Friday, it's, uh, I'm excited. Now, what I want to try and do anytime I'm drinking gin, I like to try and approach it very much like what's the gin I'm playing with. That's how I approach a gin and tonic or any cocktail. I, I will usually, if I'm at a, a nice bar or restaurant, request my gin and tonics with the gin and the tonic on the side. Uh, that being said, if I'm at like a wedding bar or I'm at, you know, I'm not going to do that. There's no way. <laughs> if you're at Sneaky D's, you're not going to ask for your tonic on the side. Outside of that, <laughs> outside of those situations, it's fun to kind of approach it like, what are you playing with? You, you want to try these elements before you start to blend them all together so that you know, oh, this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I'm, I'm trying. Um, also, you know, we get the question a lot because we have about 18 different tonic waters right now here Ooh, at our wow. facility. So we get people asking all the time, how do I, how do I do this? I have seen, I've seen the fridge at Reed's Distillery and it's, it's full of all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As many things as you can, right? Like our approach is just make it easy to make cocktails, right? Like that's I love that. rule, rule one for making sure people enjoy gin is make it easy to do that. Right. But we'll do the first one we'll do is a classic gin and tonic. 
All right. So we're starting with the blue bottle, the Reed's dry sorted ginger. Exactly. So I'm going to be doing that one paired with um, this one here, which is their uh, the Indian tonic water from Pitch and Leeds. So the right. Reed's signature, the blue one here. Whoop. Gotcha. And the Fitch and Leeds, nice and classic. Um, I'm going to be keeping it pretty, pretty easy. What I like to do is approach it like a gin tasting uh, until I know the gin. So how I would usually go about this is that I would try first and foremost the gin on its own. With this one here, a classic gin and tonic. Um, I'm going to be doing the gin on ice first just to try it because you never know. You don't know if it's going to be something that's bold or too intense. But off the nose, that juniper, right? That pine mm -hmm. flavor, it has yeah. to be there. And that's going to be your kind of London dry style. Um, but you're also going to get some citrus tones, grapefruit and lime. Are in your dry gin, that's what you guys put yep. in? Uh, wow. Yeah, there's 11 total botanicals. Uh, we can go through those, but uh, I'll give you the quick run of the mill on that. It's going to be, you know, your juniper, your coriander is going to be present as well as your grapefruit and lime. Um, you've got cinnamon in there and cubeb and sweet burn. So then it kind of gets off into some, some nuanced yeah. uh, tones in the back. So those, I would say, um, are quite nice and subtle as well. Um, what I'm going to do with this one here is just pour this right onto ice and just All go right. ahead. I pour the whole thing. I, I just go right away. I just go right. I to love it. gin. So this is right <laughs> up my alley. So every, you know, it's just lightly off the nose. And then what I'm going to do is coat my lips. And I have to say this to people because the amount of times I've done tastings and they just drink the whole thing. Oh, and no. I'm like, well, how are we going to do the rest of this thing? Like we can't just, <laughs> and that's not enjoyable. Gin is meant to be made into a cocktail in some form. It's, it's what its sole purpose is really at the end of the day. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I would hope so. Very humble, very humble. <laughs> um, but that's like, if I'm ordering a gin and tonic, that's my approach. It's, gotcha. it's get it, get the gin on the side, get it on ice, try it first, and then be like, what does it need? And that's yeah. the part that I think is sometimes intimidating when you're looking at a row of tonic waters and you're looking at, you know, a ton of different gins. First, try the gin. And then once you've tried that, go, what does this need? I like to think of it in three major categories. And I don't know if this is a thing. Somebody once said it to me. Thinking of cocktails as, as three main categories, uh, three S's effectively, but your, your spirit, your sweet, and your bitter or sour. And if you want to make yeah. sure each three of those areas are represented in your cocktail. Honestly, once I learned that, I started to look at making drinks a little bit differently, even non-alcoholic drinks. So in your opinion, because I would rate tonic as a sweet addition to a drink, would you agree? Yeah, yeah for okay. sure. I would say tonic actually does a very good job at being both. Different tonic waters, of course, are going to play differently. We're going to learn more about that today, too. You know, and that's, I couldn't, I couldn't stress that enough with Fitch and Leeds, especially. And we tried their tonic waters and I was, I was taken aback. I was just like, this is balanced. I was so impressed with their tonics, too, when I first tried them, which is why I'm like so excited to be working with them because it's something that I really love and like use all the time. 100%. Yeah. No, it, you know, it's I never would have thought I would got I would have had so many questions about what tonic should go with which gin, but it's almost a daily consistent thing. And it's nice to know that if I recommend when well, my go-to recommendation is going to be their pink rose because love it. It doesn't matter the gin, you're going to enjoy it. It's like yeah. knowing that nice restaurant up the corner that you can be like, oh yeah, you can go there. You're going to have a good time. Yeah. No matter what you drink, it's going to be yeah. incredible. Okay. Back to the cocktail. Okay. Sorry. Back to the cocktail. So we're, we're trying to really just craft something simple here. Nothing too yeah. much. The way I like to approach my gin and tonics 
I don't pour the whole thing in. It's effectively, you can't take back the amount of tonic you put in there, but you can mm. always add more. I'll just say that as we, yeah. as we top it up with some tonic water, a little bit here, a little bit there to find the balance. All right. I'm liking it. I got a little bit of the bitter oh, yeah, right man. away. You know, yeah. it's soft. It's nice. It's balanced. I'm going to put a little bit more tonic water in. So I used just over half the bottle on this one here. Okay. Um, so we got our sweet, we got our gin. What's yeah, next? Exactly. So really it's, it comes down to that final part of the garnish. And I'm going to keep this one super classic. Um, right. Really at the end of the day, we can get adventurous with the other two gin and tonics. So with this one, I'm going to choose a garnish that is in the gin. I like to think of it as, is that ingredient present? If it's not present in the gin, it might stand out a little bit too strongly. Um, okay. In our gin, we have two citrus botanicals, grapefruit and lime. So mm. when you use them as garnish, I find it does a very good job of opening that gin up a little bit more. So for this one, like I said, classic gin and tonic. I'm just going to go with a lime on this one, but it's always up to you what you want to do. But one of the things is you'll notice the freshness of the lime really comes into the aromas. You know, a cocktail is very much, a, an, you know, a bit of a sensory experience, right? I've got my, my two lines. I'm just going to be throwing those in there. So I don't oh. squeeze it. I just drop it in. That's up to you. I would say when you're trying your gin your first time, don't squeeze. Okay, that would be I'll my recommendation. But that's a classic gin and tonic, right? Like yeah. this is, I mean, we did a very good job of making this classic gin and tonic a five minute drink, but oh, theoretically yeah. this should be a 30 second drink, right? <laughs> <This should be. laughs> got is... some good tonic water at home. You're good to oh, go, yeah. right? Well, everyone who listens is going to have good tonic water at home now because I have a promo code that they're all going to use, aren't you, listeners? Nice. So which one are we going to crack open next? Spiced or citrus? What's your what's your heart I saying? would go, I'm going to, I'm thinking citrus next. I had a, I had a citrus feeling too. So we're, we're really on the same page here. I do a rum tasting every month, but I'm yeah. learning something very profound with rum and it's to start your tastings in a specific way so that oh, by yeah. the time you're done, you can taste the last rum because if you tried with our spice gin to start, there's a good chance that by the time we got to the final gin, you, your, your palate would just be kind of all over the place. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Say, so saying I, it out loud, that makes total sense to me, but it, would, it didn't cross my mind. <laughs> so you're saying you're doing rum tastings. Aside from gin, do you have a go-to spirit? You know, beyond, beyond just gin, I, I really kind of start to steer more into the beer world as well. I, I, I spent many years beer. passionate about beer. So it's like, it's yeah. like going, it's like going back home to have a home cooked meal sometimes yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I have a beer for sure. For sure. Okay. So the citrus gin, you said in the original gin, do you have a name for it? Just call it the original gin. OG gin, signature gin. Signature yeah. gin sounds bad and bougie. We're going to call it that. That's what I thought. And, <laughs> and, and I told that to my dad. I said, it's bad and bougie. And he just went, I, no, just read gin. So, you know, <laughs> compromise, right? <laughs> The signature gin has lime and grapefruit in it. So what makes the citrus gin a little bit different considering there's already citrus in the signature gin? Like I was saying, when we were creating our first gin, we wanted to make sure it was balanced. But sometimes you want things like a citrus forward gin. My sister lived in the UK for about 11 years and she would bring these gins back and you could get citrus or spice gins and the flavors were just so nice. And you couldn't find that here. With this one, we wanted to... Um, <laughs> We wanted to recreate a bouquet of citrus effectively. So, okay. you know, we found it was, it was an opportunity for us to play with the citrus that we couldn't necessarily explore quite as heavily in our signature gin. If you were to, to put some lemon in our signature gin or a classic gin, it overpowers it and it becomes instantly recognizable. It stands out right away. You taste it right away. So 
I think after nine months of recipe development on our original recipe, we were very mm. much just like eager to use all these citrus flavors that we really enjoyed. Definitely. And, uh, yeah. And that's where, where this gin kind of came from. for sure. So this is the yellow one, which obviously reads, reads citrus gin. So if you can't find it, I don't know how else to help you. Um, okay. And we're going to pair that one with the... I wanted to have some fun here. So I want to play it around and not just go straight to, I can assure you though, grapefruit, tonic water, and citrus gin would be a good pairing. What I like about the pink tonic is that it's, it's subtle. And the citrus gin is not to say that it's subtle, but it, it plays well. It's not going to necessarily overpower uh, the tonic water. So I like the thought mm. of these two here together. What I also thought could be fun is to bring a little bit more citrus into play. Not something that all of a sudden it's like, a gimlet, which is going to be your, your lime juice style. I felt, keep it balanced. I'm going to be doing um, some of my, my lemon, either peel or taking a chunk of that and putting it in there as well. And then cool. some herb. Now, I think you've got... I've got thyme, yeah. That is fantastic. Like lemon and thyme, so nice because it's, it's also sensory, right? When you bring yeah. a cocktail to, to have a drink and you smell the, the thyme, it's, it's what you remember, right? You know what? One of my favorite herbs to garnish gin and tonics with is rosemary. Oh, yeah. I think it's so good. It's really strong, but it's like really herbaceous. For sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's way it becomes way more complex. Yeah, definitely. Nice. You know what? When you're a bar again, I'll have my um, cocktails and contemplation one year birthday at Reed's Distillery. Next I love January. It. <laughs> nice, we'll come. nice. Everyone nice. will just delete gin and tonics. It'll be a great time. We'll get to meet in person. <laughs> finally. <laughs> Eagerly awaiting that. Ready for, sure. for the roaring 20s. Yeah, yeah, literally. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice, sorry. Nice. So the citrus gin, as we're making this with the rose tonic, so we'll start with the gin, pouring it over ice like we did the first one. Yep. Something that's really spectacular about your gins that I love is you guys wax seal. That's why my brother won't open his gin I got him for his for uh, Christmas. He won't open it because he loves the wax seal too much. I love that. You know, it's the wax seal was like, I'll tell you, it was never meant to be. We had actually gotten custom glass tops created and they were going to be very decanter, very traditional style. And we were about two weeks from opening our doors and we were bottling our first batch of gin and all the, the, the glass caps wouldn't seal properly. And we went, well, <laughs> shit, that's like the, the only thing that a, cor a cork should do is keep the, you know, the gin in the drink. So we were really struggling with what to do. We have a week before or a week and a half before we open our doors. How do we deal with this quickly? And I met with brewmasters and brewers in the past, and they had always talked to me about the pain of wax dipping beer. Beer, of course, you're going to drink a couple more bottles than you would in one bottle of gin, but it's always beautiful, right? Whenever you see a wax dipped anything, it's gorgeous. So oh, we so aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> and we wax dipped our first batch and we all just kind of took a st step back and we we're just like, that's gorgeous. Like, let's not do anything else. Like, that's what we do now. You know, <laughs> we're hand dipping each one. It's oh my god, really? Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's just how it is, but it's kind of fun because you get to kind of look at them and go, oh, I like this wax dip, or we get to rate each other on how we wax dip our gin. <laughs> okay, so I've poured my gin into my ice. Alrighty, citrus I gin on ice. Oh wait, I can already smell the citrus more. The citrus gin is like right away. It's really. It's going to bite. Like, that's just what citrus does with alcohol. It's got Ooh. its presence right off the bat. So different. 
I really like it. I would drink this in like just a standard gin and tonic. This tastes really good. Yeah, and that's it, right? Like it's kind of keep it simple and take the, the citrus tone out of the way. I did say on the first one I love citrus, which is why I added extra lime. So no wonder I'm vibing with the yellow bottle. There you go. Nice, nice. So now we're doing the pink tonic. Yeah. What are my go-tos? You can recommend this to pretty much anybody. Like I said, that restaurant up the road that people are going to enjoy, you know? Yeah. So with this one as well, I'm going to be less topping it up, although I will try it. Just kind of get a sense. Oh, oh so good. Just, you can smell the cucumber in it too, like right, right away. Yeah, I'm just trying some on its own because I'm like, fuck yeah, that's delicious. I just did too. <laughs> it's so tasty. I would drink this by itself. So now that I've been- After fangirling asked, over our yeah, pink exactly. tonic. <laughs> the rest of the, the podcast just becomes us talking about- Everyone go pink, buy this pink. tonic. We're not kidding. It's incredible. Um, so for this one, a little bit of a riff cocktail, like I was saying. So we're going to play around with it, but I'm going to top it up, but I don't want to lose the flavor of this in the gym. Okay. That's my goal right now. Okay. Maybe you want a little bit more citrus. We are going to be adding in some lemon and some herb. So I've got some mint. You've got some thyme. We're going to be throwing that Ooh, in at mint. the end as well. That's kind of like mojito-y. Honestly, I feel like you could throw mint and citrus into almost anything and you'll be good. I'm conflicted right now because I love this gin. Like I said, I also really like this tonic. I don't know which one I want to be more dominant, but I feel like I should add a little bit more considering I have three gin and tonics to drink tonight. <laughs> I've talked about this before on the podcast, but something that draws me to buying new gins or vodkas, I'm definitely a little snobby about the bottle. It's just like more enticing to buy it, you know? And I have to say the Reed's gin bottle takes a cake, like most beautiful bottle. It is like a cut glass square style with a wax seal. It's so beautiful. First off hearing that is, it means a lot because oh. in order to get to that, there was a lot, <laughs> you know, like it's, really it started with like what my dad one day just sketching a drawing of a, a decanter style bottle and just being like this. And I'm like, well, how? Like, what do you mean? That's what you want. Like, who do you how do you how do you design a glass bottle? We worked with a French design company and we spent about a year on that bottle. And I learned things that I never thought I would learn. Wow. Like, things that are so boring and I just <laughs> wish I could just like I just wish I could just take it out of my mind you know anyways um long story short <laughs> is that at the end of it all we walked out of it being like we want to make sure that we, we don't spend any money on marketing <laughs> like like literally nothing and so a bottle is our form of marketing it's it's our yeah. way of telling people this is what you can expect right like when you open this you won't be disappointed well I have the 50 milliliter bottles which is like the little shot bottles and they are even like the cut glass. The detail on these are, are beautiful. Nice. Well, let's, uh, let's take, let's take this cocktail okay. into completion and then we can. Yeah. What I'm going to do here is I'm, I kind of okay. feel like I want to zest. Like I don't want to get too much lemon in there because this is balanced. I like it so far. I don't want to overpower it. I guess you could say. Yeah. So I'm going to do not just a light zest. I'm going to deep cut. So I still get some of that fleshy lemon. So if you've got a wedge cut, you can just break the back of it around it. Is that too small? No, it's good. That's good. So I'm just going to do it around, not in it right away, just because oh. I think too much lemon might overpower this. I'm going to get it on the rim a little bit because at the end of the day, let me see. Let me see. See, I think it could do more lemon. I'm going to throw the lemon right in there. All right. Let's go for it. I'm going to squeeze go. it. We're going right in. Whole lemon right in there. There we go. Or well, not a whole lemon, you know. I love lemons. I could eat this whole wedge. <laughs> nice. So now... We still don't have our herbal component. 
But I would say if you do, you know, throw it in there. See, see right. your see your time. I got my mint. Here's my time. One of my favorite things to do is just literally almost any ingredient is just bring it around the edge of my rim of my glass. Good it's, technique. Does it bring much to it? I don't know. Is it fun? Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's what's important. <laughs> it's like you're, it's like a built-in stir stick with my time. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, I know for sure. Well, cheers to that. We got the, our second cocktail down. That is yummy. I'm actually going to add a little bit more time. So you know, that's nice. That is Sorry. nice. I'm going to drink these on the dock all summer. I need to clarify to people that this was not like something that I like just planned ahead. And then therefore I'm, you know, bragging about how nice it is. I'm just kind of surprised. I'm like, oh, this worked out well. This is good. I like that. You know, what yeah. would be your go-to uh, two-part question? First part is go-to gin cocktail. Second part is go-to cocktail. That's not a gin cocktail. Uh, I have both off the top of my head. Uh, okay. Negroni every time. Yeah. Yeah. Gin. Easy. Yeah. Easy. I love yeah. a Negroni. That was something I was actually going to ask you about your spice gin, because I yeah. kind of thought that that would be good in a Negroni. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah and then probably this is a bit rogue because I'm not the biggest rum person, but I really like Dark and Stormies. I love ginger beer. I often make what's called a maritime mule, which is whiskey instead of vodka in a Moscow mule. Gin is usually my go-to, though. Nice. Yeah. Negroni is like, oh. You know, a Negroni has become, and now we, we do virtual cocktail sessions for, for corporate clients and, and for group sessions and birthday parties. And the Negroni is the go-to because it's so easy to make. To, to me, a Negroni is always kind of like, it's easy to make. It's hard to mess up. Uh, you can make it for large groups very easily. And if you don't like the bitter tone, because some people don't, you just recommend a spritz. You just spritz it with this yeah. soda water or anything like that. It's going to be good. That's so funny because I feel like a lot of people when I make Negronis don't really like them because it is a bit acquired. Like Campari is quite bitter. So like if you don't like that kind of like aperitivo digestive flavor like you're not going to really enjoy the cocktail kind of like beer you know no one loves beer right off the bat but then you have it a couple times you're like oh, okay i like it yeah okay so the time rose tonic pink tonic i keep calling it rose tonic i don't know why it's I, I call it rose too i yeah. like I'll, I'll be honest with you i know it's not rose tonic it's tonic rose it's the french translation yeah. but i like to call it rose tonic it just makes me happier so I, completely agree yeah. um so this was incredible i still have half a bottle of the pink tonic because the citrus gin was so good that i didn't even use more than half of the bottle these are small bottles like they're 200 milliliters um like if you're familiar with fever tree it's like that kind of size so because fitch and leaves is really new to canada so a lot of people probably don't know exactly what we're talking about so i feel like fever tree is the best comparison uh, yeah. fitch and leaves is brand new to canada and brand new and if you want to get some cocktails 25 at fitchandleads.com and you can get 25% off. Nice. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So back to Graham and his experimental tonic with uh, and gin with us. So, so far we've tried the signature gin, which yeah. is blue and citrus gin, which is yellow. And now we have one final gin left, which is the spice gin. Spice gin. It's, it's bold. It's got this like I don't want to say a cult following because I feel like that's I don't fully know what that would entail, but it's certainly got like a devout following of people who really enjoy yeah. the spice gin. People will come in and be like, you're still selling that spice gin, right? We're like, <laughs> we're not getting rid of it. We're like, this is a, 
a staple product, right? Yeah. So, so can you uh, uh, can you give us a little background? It was always on our on our our list of of gins to create. Um, my sister uh, has was always huge into cooking, and so a lot of the spice tones that you're going to find in in the spice gin are going to be what you would find in spiced cooking: cardamom, cloves, ginger, cinnamon. Things like that that are full body. Thinking about the spice gin, I did have this weird men- mental association to mulled wine. So when you list those spices, that's usually how I make my mulled wine at Christmas. Well, it's exactly that, right? Like those work well together for a reason. And I imagine mm-hmm. in your mulled wine, you could throw an orange in there and it wouldn't be offensive. Oh, so many oranges. Exactly. So many oranges go in the mulled wine. And that's why we're going to use some orange in this cocktail because at the end of the day, orange and spice go well together. Yeah. Right? Like they, they play well, orange and spice, they're friends. They're good, good friends. So this was the one I was most excited to try, especially after you said it was with the grapefruit tonic. I was like, let's go. <laughs> nice. nice. I'm really well, I'm excited. excited. For this one. <laughs> yes. uh, I don't remember last time I had a spice gin. There aren't many options out there if you like it. And, and that's why I think so many people are just like very concerned that like they're not going to be able to get it from us. And we're just like, no, no, this is a consistent offering. So spice gin, grapefruit, okay, orange. Oh, that smells so good. So, oh man, yeah, that does smell good. Oh my that God, smells so good. I know I'm going to like it. Like you're saying, if you don't like it, I was like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy it. People are like listening to like hear what we have to say. And all we're just like, oh yeah. That's, yep, <laughs> that's so much really heavy good. breathing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, can you tell me how your family came together to create this distillery? Like, is there a lengthy history? Was it like an unexpected thing? It's a bit of both. I mean, my whole life, I had been very passionate about beer. Um, I turned 19. I thought the most important thing I could do was raise awareness for craft beer. I biked across Canada to interview distillers and, you know, hear their stories and raise awareness. Looking back, they were doing just fine. They didn't need me to raise awareness for them. But I was pissed off with the big brewing companies like Molson Coors, InBev, buying out the small guys and shutting them down. That's what they used to do in the 90s. Now they buy them. And they keep Mill Street open and you think it's a local brewery, but no, it's, it's owned by Budweiser, right? Like yeah. we don't, we don't realize these things. So that was like 19 year old Graham was like, I got to prove the world that craft beer is important. You, you know? were that passionate. <laughs> yeah. That passionate, you know, and then about five years ago now, my dad sent out an email or four years ago. And he's just like, I'm thinking about a career change. What do you guys think about a gin distillery? And I was just like, what? Like, what are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. Like, the most experience we had had is that my sister would bring back these really nice bottles of gin and we'd make them like we tried to recreate them on a small, small scale, like two or three batches. That is all we had ever done. And then he was just like, this is what I want to do. And we were like, we just said, OK, let's go for it. That's kind of beautiful, though. And now you said it was five of you, your dad, sister, yeah. brother, you. Cool. Uh, well, yeah. So there's four of us. Uh, I mean, my mom is certainly involved at a supportive level where she kind of comes in and gives us big hugs when we need it uh, which which is crucial uh and and does deliveries too like sometimes she'll be like I'm driving to Kingston do you need a delivery I'll be like yes can you please do a delivery for me and she'll go and drive you know drop off packages and stuff yeah that's so nice what a beautiful way that your family is like come together over something that you love and like are clearly passionate about and obviously good at It, it is that passion part that like makes the day-to-day kind of exciting because family business is interesting is a good way to put it so when it's family business around something that you're all fairly passionate about it actually helps sometimes it pushes it but it it certainly 
gives you that moment where you all sit there and go, we're all, we're all trying to achieve that same end goal. So, so spice gin on ice. Shall we dive into the cocktail? Yes. All right. <laughs> Another heavy breath for the audience. Exactly. So this is my favorite gin to drink just on ice. Like that's my like almost a sipping like old man sitting at a fire drink is just like I might do a slice of orange in this, but that's pretty much where I'm where I'm where I'm comfortable. Going full Ron Swanson with it, eh? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mahogany leather bound books. Whoa. Right. Really good. I can taste the cinnamon slash cardamom. I don't know how to say yeah, it. But... Yeah, don't worry. I don't think anybody knows how to say it properly. People have corrected me many times because I think I, I just shorten it. I go, cardamom. <laughs> <laughs> a good suggestion with this one would be a martini with a twist, but an orange twist instead of a lemon twist. Orange and spice. They play well. Okay, so now we've got our spice gin on ice, which is the red gin. We paired this one, slash Graham paired this one, uh, with the grapefruit tonic from Fitch and Leeds. So I want to do something fun with you. Do you have okay. cinnamon? Yes. Okay. So before we dive into the, to the mixer, I want to get the fruit into the drink. And that way we can kind of play it like it's a stiff cocktail and then top it up. It's funny. I was thinking about this cocktail earlier today. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I like that. That'd be fun. So <laughs> let's see. Let's see if it's good. Let's see. So I've sliced my oranges. Then I've got my cinnamon stick. If you've got cinnamon powder, I'm going to, whenever I have a cinnamon stick, I just take a knife. I'm just going to do this here and shave it onto the, uh, the cocktail itself or to the uh, oranges. So there should I just pinch onto the orange as well? Go for it. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. Sorry for the sound. The sound's probably brutal. This podcast is becoming an ASMR of us shredding cinnamon and heavy breathing as we inhale gin. <laughs> I'm now okay. going to throw my oranges into my drink and then try it. So now that I got that in there, now I want to try that just as is. I can smell the cinnamon. Mm. That's playing. It's playing with what I want. Yummy. I can't I really taste the, the orange so much. No, no, it's not overpowering. So yeah. for me, I'm doing a Collins glass on this one. So a taller, skinnier glass. Gotcha. Why I like these glasses, it reduces the amount of volume of fluid. Like if you use a big wine glass for a cocktail like this, you're going to end up with a lot of tonic and, and, and. So this one, it's going to be a little bit tighter. So I'm going to put, I don't know, a top up, let's call okay. it. Okay, okay, top of it tonic. Up. And I'm going to use, you know, I put a little bit more than the top up. I'm going to give it a go. I hope it's so the same good. that we're experiencing on both ends. I know. That's what's hard about these remote recordings. Mm. Oh, it's terrific. Yeah. With the with the grapefruit, I'm going to add a little bit more because my glass is a little small. Uh, really, fun. really good. good. That's really the good. The cinnamon with the grapefruit is also honestly really nice, too. Yeah, it tastes like a, a touch of mold. So, you know, like that mold cider, mold wine, yeah. but not not overpowering. Once again. Not trying to, you know, humble myself here. Just literally <laughs> didn't, didn't know if this would be good or not. And I'm quite pleased with this. This is good. I like this, this. episode is for you not to be humble, Graham. You can <laughs> flex whatever you want. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm going to flex my impromptu cocktail uh, recipe development skills. This is good. I like this one. This is a yeah, good one. it so. is really good. Okay. Of the three, what's been your favorite? Yeah. I, I would go with the last one. I just, it's playing in flavors that, uh, that I, I like that are not, not commonly found, I guess you could say. It and, is uh, an unusual gin and tonic. Yeah. It, it's a very different gin and tonic for sure. I, I feel I, like I, almost, I could have that solely as a cocktail of an episode for someone to try. I'm honestly going to squeeze a little more orange into it. Mm -hmm. Should I put some time into it too? Yeah. Go wild. Like that's the thing. Like if you have the ingredients, you can do so much. 
Oh, that is really good. It reminds me a bit of Christmas, probably the mold, the mold to it, like you were saying. It almost has a gingeriness to it. Yeah. No, I don't know if sure. ginger's in it. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. But I also, it's obvious, like based on me saying I like Moscow Mules and Dark and Stormy's, that I like, I enjoy ginger. Mm -hmm. So it's probably why I'm vibing pretty hard with this. <laughs> so I'm sitting here with three gin and tonics. Can I ask you a couple of questions before we wrap up or do you have 100%. some time? Okay. So one of the things I was wondering is, is there one thing that you wish people knew more about either gin or about your distillery in general? Like something that you feel like people, there's a misconception or just wish they knew in general? Yeah. So I would say... <laughs> in relation to gin um what do i think would be great for everybody to know about gin is that it's 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 designed to be used in cocktails if you made a, a gin and juice with orange juice when you were in high school and you had a horrible time it's probably because you didn't make a good cocktail it's not that you don't like gin you know and and, and you go well that's probably why you didn't like it because nobody made good cocktails in high school like or you know legal drinking age you know so yeah you know the next part that i would say would be really helpful for people to understand is about our distillery and about distilling in general in ontario and i say it casually sometimes but it is really tough as a business to pay 139 percent tax so our bottle of gin costs consumers 50 dollars we make about 17 dollars after tax so the toughest part is that people look at the experience in the financial exchange and they go like, come on. Like when you think about that $16 isn't covering the cost of that nice bottle, the labor, the ingredients or nothing, we end up with about $7 a bottle. It's one of those things that I really think, and not to be a downer, but for people to understand that like the small distillers are fighting against huge multinational corporations, which are lobbying, taxing, in situations where it makes it very tough for us to, to open our doors. It's got a lot of, you know, wow. a lot of uh, challenges. <laughs> Sorry. That's to more to say the least. Yeah. No. That's, that's what I would love for people to really understand that like craft distilling is not an easy one in Ontario. So that's why, you know, and I appreciate you giving me that opportunity to get, get, get that little rant out. You know? Of course. Well, you know what, this, this episode, like I actually really wanted it to be an educational one. And majority of my listeners are all in the GTA and a lot of them love gin. And I, like I said at the beginning, I think your guy's gin is amazing. But I think that is a wonderful thing for people to know. Like you walk into the LCBO and you easily spend $47 on a nice bottle of gin. If people in Ontario or specifically Toronto knew what you guys were fighting to keep this beautiful situation alive, I don't think that they would actually hesitate as much as they maybe do when they're in a circumstance where they're not where they're more looking for an experience rather than to like buy gin. Making ends meet in this pandemic is really challenging and I don't even understand the full extent only from what you've told me. So if you guys make some sales based off of this podcast, I'm thrilled at that. If anybody's ever going online and, and purchasing, in the notes section, send a note. We'll write a handwritten note. We would love to be able to say, uh, you know, thank you for listening. Because to be honest with you, thank you for engaging with, with something fun and different, right? Honestly, okay, I was going to tell you this afterwards. This has been the most fun episode for me to record. Like cocktails kind of take a back seat sometimes in the interview process because a lot of people that I interview, I can't make them even a drink because we're remote, which is something that's incredible that's moving forward with the Fitch and Leads is like they're sending cocktail kits to people for me, 
which is like I'm so excited about and I'm going to I'm going to require them send something to you because you get little leather um coasters. Do you have them already? Well then someone's calling me. One sec. It's my roommate. She's upstairs. <laughs> um but so I I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, people they're sending cocktail kits to people, but it's hard because like the gin or the cocktail takes a back seat. So like that was something that I was really excited about was like to share drinks with people and explore new things. So it was so amazing to have you lead me in all of these drinks and like be able to try something completely different based on the same template. Like that's been so much fun for me. And I hope you enjoyed it too. Oh, you know, I got to say what, what I liked about this was that I got to go into this making three cocktails that I hadn't made before with you that. virtually like <laughs> somewhere not even close to me that I could be like, let's give this a go. Let's yeah. see how this is. Let's let's play with the similar ingredients and see what we can end up with. There is an ending segment to my podcast called Wed Bed Behead. So I was like, I'm going to make a fuck, Mary kill with different alcohols. I like it. I like it. I think, I think that's fun. At this point, we've really engaged on the alcohol. If you were to, you know, even know me and come in at, at a yeah. personal level, I'd be like, well, we're really deep on the alcohol engagement here. So yeah, let's do this. I thought it wouldn't be cohesive either. Okay. So we're going to do wed bed behead. Okay. I'm going to do dark liquors starting off. So whiskey, scotch, and dark rum. Let's get more specific. Let's say like Crown Royal. Let's, let's, oh. <laughs> you can tell I have like a control issue. I'm like, let's age them the same. Oh, a 10-year-old whiskey, a 10-year-old scotch, or a 10-year-old rum. <laughs> no, 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 no. If that's what you want to do. No, no, no. I don't want to do that. I, want, I would like for you to please continue on with what you would like to do. I'm going to take a sip of my spiced cocktail. There you go. Oh, that's funny. Another part of the ASMR. <laughs> okay. So we're going to do classic Crown Royal. Also okay. a great bottle. I bought that a lot yeah. in university. With the bag? They don't do that anymore. I miss the purple bag. I, it's such a you know. royal color. I know what you're talking okay. about. Okay. So, okay, um, so we're drinking Crown Royal classic in a bag. I'm talking like mid 1990s. Like I shouldn't even be drinking or even looking at that bottle, but it's on a cupboard by my dad you know I'm like wow look at that that's really nice you're like what do I fill this with so they don't know I took some yeah okay that one yeah <laughs> um, all right Glenn Fittich okay uh I don't have a year in mind if you have a year in mind go for it um right. and I'm gonna say Gosling's Dark Rum okay so and then the three categories are Mary Kill and Fuck or wed, so it's or... it's a wed bed yeah. Behead. Oh, that's much classier than what I said. It's so wed bed, <laughs> wed bed and behead. All right. So oh, yeah. I would do, I would uh, be. I already know bed. mine. I would behead Gosling's. <gasps> what? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Gosling's is. is um, okay. Yeah. It's fine. It's gone. Bed. That Crown Royal, I think. Oh, I would wed the Glenfiddich and I would bed the Crown, um, Royal. The Crown Royal. Because you know I feel what? like that Crown Royal is like. That's just like that legendary story that it's like, yeah, like that one time that I had that crown royal, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I respect your decision. And you but know I what? I fundamentally love... disagree. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's hard because I love scotch, but 
but I just know myself and I drink the other two way more than I drink scotch. But I'm going to marry Crown Royal. It's been there for me in some <laughs> tumultuous. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can't, can't get in the way of that. Um, but anyway, OK, so I'm going to marry Crown Royal. Nice. I'm going to. That's exciting. I'm, I'm proud. I'm happy for you. That's good. You know, what? it's going to be a good marriage. <laughs> nice. Not without our problems, but it's certainly problematic. Don't worry. It's, you're getting <laughs> I'm going to bed goslings and I think I'm going to kill Glenn Fittick. OK, all right. You it's know, not what? because I don't respect it. I love Glenn Fittick. <laughs> you know what? I do respect the bedding of goslings because I do feel like that would be what I would, you know, yeah. that's what would probably end up happening. Feel a little dirty goslings. after you yeah, drink it. Yeah, like, oh, boy, that was uh, so Graham, is there anything you would like to add before we wrap this up? Anything about the gin, about your distillery, how no, people can I, buy your gin? Uh, we got the, the distillery lounge and bar down here in uh, Avery's Distillery. So you're always more than welcome to come down. But otherwise, you can find us at the LCBO. We do free delivery across Toronto, uh, even out into the outskirts of Toronto, too. We do free delivery. And even further, we do delivery. But um, you can always find our product. We like to make it easy for people to go from not necessarily knowing much about gin to crafting up some good cocktails too. So honestly, I really appreciate this time because it's been great to be able to just chat about everything we're doing here. Gin, super passionate about. So that's fun. And as well, very engaging. So thank you. Because it's nice to, to get some questions that are kind of left field, right field, left field. And uh, yeah, a good one to, uh, to go through. So thank you. Oh, I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. I I've had so much fun. This has been great i loved all the cocktails that we made like gin is my favorite spirit so this is like a treat for me in general thank you so much for coming on for running us through some cocktails this has been a long episode but not because it was not worth it and i hope that it was really educational for me so i hope it was educational for everyone who's been on here who loves gin who's curious to try new things i am probably going to come buy a bottle of each of them if we're being completely honest and we got to remember to support local. I know 90% of you guys who are listening right now are based in Toronto. Free GTA delivery, you just said. Like, yeah, they make yeah. it as Same easy day. as possible. We'll, we'll Same make, day. We'll make it quick. We'll make if it you quick. are drunk at 5 p.m. and you need reads, you could, what time? Well, that's probably a bit rogue. Okay. Yeah, 5 p.m. We used to do a 6 p.m. cutoff time, but then we had drivers out there until midnight. So, oh my God. Now, get your orders in before 3 3.30. You know, 3 30 is so bellwoods is 11 a.m yeah organize your evening is what we yeah. would say like put it together by 3 30 you should know what you're doing for the rest of your night fitch and leads if you guys want to pair the rose tonic slash pink tonic something graham and i both share admiration for you can get that at fitchandleads.com for 25 percent off with the promo code cocktails 25 thank you for listening to this episode it has been so much fun for both of us to record i cannot stress this too much the gin is amazing. I love it all. And I hope everyone will try it soon. And if you do, tag both Reed's Distillery and Cocktails and Contemplation on Instagram. You better believe we'll both repost you. Probably. 100%. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Yeah. Cheers.